Well, let's get into the message today, and uh, we're going to be reading from the book of Second Peter, chapter 1. My, I don't know how, I don't know where 25 years went to, I tell you. Uh, uh, but um, they got to singing that song. Uh, if it really become our uh, theme song around here, look what the Lord has done. And um, uh, I would love, I will give anything, brother and sister, hell could see what we got. Everybody knows the, the place that we had there on Meridian Street, and then before that was just a house up on Hancock, and uh, and so you know the Lord has brought uh, Christ Family Church a long way, and uh, I believe and I feel like that the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. I believe God's got some great things in store, and we're excited about that. Second Peter chapter 1, we're going to read the first four verses. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God, and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Verse 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Lords, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for this service. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings that you give us every day. And now, Lord, we ask that you will speak to us as we attempt to deliver your word today to encourage and lift us up uh, and uh, give us what we need to carry on. And everything's accomplished. We'll give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Let the church say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want to speak today on a subject titled, The Enduring Promises of God. The Enduring Promises of God. Um, Sister Tina, uh, the devil is going to always try to come against us and take us down and even take us out if he can. But God has made you some promises. He's made those promises to all of us. And if we can just learn to trust those promises and lean on them because the promises of God are enduring. Hallelujah. There forever. I want to start off by giving you a, a story that I found, and uh, I, I want to to say first of all, I, uh, uh, 
nothing against anybody who may be here today who is in management position. And we, I know we got some, male and female, both that's in management. But uh, uh, just listen to this because it has to do with promises. There was a man who uh, decided to take a trip uh, in a hot air balloon. And he realized uh, that he was lost. So he reduced his altitude, and as he reduced his altitude, he noticed there was a woman down below. And he descended a little bit more, and he shouted out to the woman, Excuse me, can you help me? I promised a friend that I would meet him over an hour ago, but I don't know where I am. The woman replied, you're in a hot air balloon hovering approximately 30 feet above the ground. And furthermore, you're between 40 and 41 degrees north latitude and between 59 and 6 degrees longitude. The man hollered back at the woman, you must be an engineer, said the balloonist. I am, replied the woman. How did you know? Well, answered the balloonist, uh, the uh, balloonist everything you told me is technically correct, but I, I have no idea what to make of your information, and the fact is I'm still lost, and frankly, you've not been much help to me at all, and if anything, you've delayed my trip further. The woman replied and responded to him, so you must be in management. He said, I am. How did you know that? The woman said, well, you don't know where you are and where you're going. You have risen to where you are due to a large quantity of hot air. <laughs> you made a promise which you ain't got no idea how you're going to be able to keep. And you expect people beneath you to solve your problems. <laughs> well, uh, I will not take that any further. <laughs> Amen. But uh, I want to talk about the promises of God today. Now, a promise, according to Mr. Webster, is a declaration given to assure something that it will or will not be done, or and to give a pledge or to make an agreement. Now, I'm, I'm fairly confident today that we all have been a recipient of promises, and also we have given promises of one kind or another. And I'm equally confident that every one of us has had a promise that had been made to us. We've had it broken and quite possibly we probably have made some promises that we have broken ourselves. and how can I miss this brother Paul but this time of the year we're hearing of all sorts of campaign promises that on both sides unfortunately once the election is over those most of those promises won't hold water amen Amen. And like I said, that's on for both sides. But when God makes a promise, you can be assured that it's going to come to pass. Hallelujah. The Bible states 
in 2 Corinthians uh, that all promises of God in him are yea and amen. Hallelujah. That, that's enough right there that ought to give you enough hope to go through everything, every storm, everything the devil throws at you. Hallelujah. Because when God makes you a promise, all the promises in him are yea. Amen. And that word yea means yes. Praise God. It means yes. Amen. So if God made you a promise, you can take it to the bank because his word is sure and true. And also, those of us in this dispensation and live under the New Testament, amen, are guaranteed better promises than the old. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 6. Notice what it says. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator, and we're talking about Jesus here, of a better covenant which was established on better promises. Under the Old Testament, people only got their sins pushed up for one year. And once a year, there's a remembrance made of all the sins they ever created or ever done. And they had to go and offer up another sacrifice, amen, and it would just push, push it again for a year. But how many is glad that Jesus gave us something better today? Hallelujah. Amen. He brought us a better promise. Amen. And he said, if you will come unto me, hallelujah, amen, I would in no wise cast out. And his blood is a, was a better blood than the blood of bulls and of goats. It don't just push your sins away head, praise God, but it washes them away. It takes care of them. Glory to God forever, never to be remembered against you any longer. That's what the Bible says. One of the better promises we have under the new covenant is the promise of the Holy Ghost, baptism, that grants us all the power and authority to overcome every situation which comes our way. You know what, church? If you've got the Holy Ghost, you don't, you don't need more provision. You don't need more of God. If you have already got the Holy Ghost and you've been baptized with the Holy Ghost, you already got enough, amen, to give you authority to conquer everything the enemy throws your way. Hallelujah. That's one promise. Luke chapter 24. Verses 45 through 49. He said, Then he opened their understanding that they may understand the Scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. Hallelujah. And behold, I see in what? 
the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for the promise that he made. Amen for the Holy Ghost. Amen because it gets sweeter to me as the years go on. Hallelujah. I don't know where I would be. I don't know what I would be able to do if it wasn't for the Holy Ghost. I need that Holy Ghost power and so do you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank him for that promise. I thank him for that promise. It's a promise that he made. And I want you to know right now, before I go any further, amen, if you haven't experienced that promise in your life, you need to do everything you can do, amen, to make sure that you receive that promise that he has given you. Hallelujah. But there's some other promises. And I want to talk briefly today about a couple of promises that comes under this new covenant and under the New Testament. Hallelujah. Now, I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful to God that I live in the time period that I live right now. Hallelujah. Because this, this covenant, this New Testament, hallelujah, brings to us and opens up to us, amen, things that the people under the old dispensation could only dream about. Hallelujah. Do you know that the Bible says that we have things and we have the promises that God has given us that even angels have desired to look into? Think about that. Hallelujah. God has given us promises that even angels even have desired to look into. But one of the greatest, greatest of these, amen, if you're a, a, a mortal being, is a promise of life. That's the first one. And I want to talk about this promise of life today. Second Timothy chapter 1, amen, in verse 1. This is what it reads like. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Do you realize that no other religion can promise you life like Jesus did? There's not another religion on the planet, and there are many of them. But none of them can promise you that life like we have the promise through Jesus Christ. And life is important. Amen. When that life can only come through the Lord. And in the book of John, uh, John chapter 5 and verse 25. I'm going to be reading quite a few scriptures today, but there's some things I want to bring out to you. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Now, we got, we got to clarify this, because some people read that, and they think, well, that's talking about the future resurrection. When Jesus comes, and those that are in the grounds are going to be resurrected. That is not what Jesus is talking about here. He said, 
Verily I, verily I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is. That was the time back the day he spoke it. Hallelujah. Now is that when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank the Lord that one day I was dead in trespasses and sins. Glory to God. Amen. But I heard the voice of the Son of God when it spoke to me. Glory to God. And it brought life. Oh, hallelujah. It brought life. Hallelujah. The world offers life. But the world don't know what life is. I was dead. Hallelujah. I was a walking corpse. Amen. Spiritually speaking. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, the hour is coming. And it's right now. You have lived to see it. The now, amen, it's here. That the, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Church, that's a promise of life. That's a promise of life. It's a life, amen, that Jesus, amen, wants to offer to each and every one. A while ago when we was worshiping in the the blessings of God was falling and different ones were rejoicing. You know what that is? That's life. That's life. When you got Jesus living inside of you, you got life in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why, that's why a child of God don't have to fear death. How in the world can you kill anything that's got life in them? Hallelujah. You can't kill nothing that won't die. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't, Jesus says, uh, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, amen. And even though somebody die, if you and me, you're going to live. There might be a day that this body of mine will die. But you know what? That's only the house that I live in. It's only, it's only the house that I live in. Amen. I was, I was discussing um, some scriptures with somebody uh, one time. It's been several years ago. And uh, they believed that death meant extinction uh, uh, of a stop of existence. It, it was just you, over with, just nothing when, uh, when, you, when you die. And, uh, and they... Uh, brought up a scripture that said, well, the Bible says the dead know nothing. And I said, that's true. I says, but when, when I leave this world, what part of me is dead? My spirit's not. Hallelujah. My body, my body will go back to the dust of the ground, and it won't know anything. It won't know nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. If my body's laid out in a, in a casket, Amen. In the front of this church. Amen. I don't know what would be going on, but but that body won't know nothing about it. Hallelujah. But the word of God says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what we're talking about of the promise of life. Hallelujah. John chapter 6, verse 32 and 35. Let's read that. Then Jesus said unto them, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, Here's two more. I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread. They were talking about the manna that came and the children of Israel ate of the 40 years it was in the wilderness. And this is what Jesus told them. They thought the manna was the bread from heaven. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. The, for the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. <laughs> Glory to God. Then said they unto, unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Glory to God. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad for that bread of life today. Amen. Um, there's bread that we have down here that we eat. Amen. It only, But it's only temporary. It will carry you for a little while, but you're going to have to go back again. But Jesus offers us something that's far greater. Something that the wild can't offer. I like that one Paul used to say, I've got something that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away. Hallelujah. I've got something that the world didn't give and it keeps me day by day. He's the bread. He's that true bread today. We need to begin to feast upon him. So, a promise that Jesus has made unto us is a promise of life. Amen. But then... Something that goes right along with that that I want to talk next is a promise of eternal inheritance. Hallelujah. A promise of eternal inheritance. We find this in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 15. Praise God. Hebrews 9 and 15. She puts it on the screen and we'll read it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And for this reason, he is the mediator of the new covenant. Now, we're talking about the new covenant again. By means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of uh, the eternal inheritance. Hallelujah. Now, I've not been the recipient of any type of inheritance down here of any value and any inheritance that my children might receive from me, I'm spending now. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But there's still hope. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
we have got an inheritance that money can't buy. No oh, glory to God. We got an eternal inheritance that is promised to us from God. Amen. Praise God. That will take you on forever and forever and forever. Glory to God. Oh, man. When I go to think about it right now, um, yeah, after last night, uh, and uh, we had all that uh, uh, over here last night, and I got home, and I pulled up in the driveway, and I opened the door. I wanted to get out, but my body didn't want to cooperate. When I woke up this morning, and it was time for me to have to get up, amen, at 5 this morning, I wanted to get out of bed, but my body didn't want to cooperate. Hallelujah. And when you do get up, and I try to walk to the restroom, I think, oh, Sister Darlene has got me a bowl of Rice Krispies in the kitchen waiting on me. But then I realized that the snap, crackle, and pop was my bones. Because I look over and she was still sawing, sawing logs. Hallelujah. We don't have much to look forward to as far as this life is concerned. There's not a whole lot that we got that we got to look forward to. But you know what? I got an internal inheritance of a glorified body. There's not going to be no snap, crackle, and pop there. It's not going to be no, listen, the older I get, the more problems I have with diabetes and high blood and all. But praise God, I'm going to have a body one day that it's not going to be diabetic. It's not going to be no blood pressure problems. It's not, it's going to be none of that. But it's going to be a glorified body. Hallelujah. Amen. It's going to be a body without pain, without sorrow, without sickness, just like he was back in the beginning for Adam and Eve, messed things up for us all. Hallelujah. I got to have a talk with that boy when I see him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. An eternal inheritance. Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. Look what it says. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. My. Let's go ahead. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified together. Joint. Stop and think about it. This inheritance that you have with the Lord. You are a joint heir with Jesus. What in the world did Jesus inherit from God the Father? He said all power. Everything has been delivered unto me by my Father. Glory to God. And you know what? You're a joint heir of that. You are a joint heir with Jesus. There is an inheritance you have simply because you've obeyed this book. Hallelujah. You repented of your sins, been baptized in the name of Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. 
I man, I rejoiced the other day. There's some things, some things you see uh, on uh, on social media that ain't ain't too ain't too worth watching. But then every now and then you catch something that makes it worth it all. I flipped on there and then I seen it and I had to share it because when I watched it, I would I wasn't in church service. We wouldn't we wouldn't we wasn't singing and worshiping God, but immediately. The presence of God welled up in my being. Tears come in my eye, and I rejoice because I seen where they were baptizing, amen, this elderly man in Jesus' name. And I thought, my, 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 what a blessing that is. Do you realize, do you realize that the statistics tell us that people Amen. People who are who are not baptized, amen, in their younger days, the older they get, the less likely they are to ever take that step. I believe the highlight of my ministry was this precious white haired lady in Bowling Green when we was pastoring in Bowling Green. She was eighty seven years old. And that lady was so precious, snow white hair and I was preaching one Sunday morning and when we began to sing the song she hobbled up out of that seat hobbled down to the front and began to pray and she gave her life to the Lord and that following week I was privileged to baptize that precious lady in the name of Jesus Christ there's nothing that's, that's any better than that, folks. You get an inheritance that the world will never be able to take away from you. I'm not telling you you won't have problems. I'm not telling you that, you're going, uh, that you won't have difficulties and situations in your life, but I'm telling you you got something that's going to be an inheritance for you, amen, that nobody or no problem and no situation will ever be able to take away from you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me give you one more scripture found in Galatians chapter 4 and verses 4 through 7. Let's read these scriptures here. And when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Hallelujah. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son unto your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's where Darlene calls Him Daddy. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We have received the adoption of sons. Now, do you understand, and if you know, by law, an adopted child can't be cut away. 
their inheritance is more sure than those that born in the house. Amen. Hallelujah. I was adopted. You was adopted. And the best thing about adoption is I didn't have a choice for Ronnie was my son or not. <laughs> I had I had to take what I got. If you had children, you had to take what you got. Hallelujah. I remember, I remember it wasn't Ronnie, but it was one of the others when I when I got the bill from the hospital. I said, I wonder if they will repossess this. <laughs> Hallelujah. But when someone is adopted, that means a choice was made in the matter. If you have an adopted child, you didn't take what was given, you made a choice. You know what Jesus said about you? He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. Hallelujah. You're mine because I chose you. Hallelujah. You're in the church because the church is those that have been called out. The ecclesia, the called out ones. Hallelujah. Jesus is my father because he chose me. Why? I'll never know. But he chose me. He chose me for salvation to put his spirit within me. And now because of that, because I'm an adopted child of God, I've got an inheritance that's guaranteed me that can't be disannulled. It can't be disannulled. Hallelujah. A home to be with him. Before we can say like the song Brother Charles used to play and sing on that guitar his, goodbye world, goodbye. I am talking to you today about the enduring promises of God. His promises will last. You don't have to worry about a promise as God has ever made. Not only for salvation, and I'm, I'm coming to a close, not only for salvation, but if God has spoke a word, given you a promise, don't never let the devil try to steal your promise. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. The Bible talks about Abraham said he staggered not of the promises of God. Hallelujah. He didn't stagger at God's promise. Hallelujah. He believed God 
fulfilling his promise. And if he did it for Abraham, he'll do it for you. Let's all stand together.